Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Assistant City Manager Paula Dennison. Hey, Paula. How you doing, Sherry? I'm doing pretty good. You? Good. I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Liking so, this weather. You are? Are you well, like the fall I weather? Like it, I liked it better last week than this week. It's uh, getting hot out there now. Uh, see, I, I'm all for summer. You're a summer girl. I want it I'm summer, year-round. Um, I don't mind fall, but I really, I, I kind of like like the heat, the sun, uh-huh. the the heat on the skin. Yes, That's you my do. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. I'll I'll take fall. You're a fall girl. I'm a fall year round. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about today, Paula? Well, today our guest is Jason Tyler. He is the superintendent of the wastewater treatment plant, lovingly referred to as WWTP. <laughs> lovingly <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know you have to come up with loving words for some of the stuff that flows through the wastewater treatment plant so we'll discuss that uh, yes we will uh just a couple of things about it um they are jason and his team are responsible for the proper treatment and disposal of all of the wastewater discharge and that is from the city of Stillwater, the community, as well as Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State uses it. I don't yes. think I knew that. Yes. So yeah. all so all the, the wastewater the sewage. All, sewage. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? No. We'll ask Jason. Oh, why don't we? We'll ask He's Jason. He's the expert, yeah. right? All right. Uh-huh. Okay, so what else do they do? I learned something already. I'm excited. So they are heavily regulated and mandated by the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, and the Oklahoma Department of Environmental Quality, or here again, we love acronyms around here, the ODEQ or DEQ for short. Mm -hmm. Um, They operate and maintain a 10 million gallon a day Wow, I like that. Activated sludge treatment <clears throat> facility. And then we can get into what they do with the sludge when, All right. when it's treated. Well. <coughs> Great, we'll talk about sludge. Yes, we will. All right, that's a first for me. Okay, welcome, Jason. Have you, um, have you ever listened to our podcast before? Thanks, of course. Of course, I like that. <laughs> yes, uh, we've had some of your uh, staff members on recently. We had Kelly Hitch and we had Thomas Novotny, and they kind of walked us through the water treatment plant and the distribution lines. So now we're at the other end of the water distribution system. That's right, guys. It's a, it's a pretty big cycle, uh, starting uh, with our, our raw water source, uh, of course, uh, Thomas, uh, those guys make that into drinking water and uh, distribute it to our homes. Uh, you think about all, all the things that you use water for, uh, you know, washing dishes, washing clothes, uh, uh, taking showers, and, and of course, uh, you know, flushing uh, the commode. Uh, so everything uh, that uh, you use uh, the water for, it goes to uh, Kelly's collection system and uh, it makes its way to the wastewater treatment plant. All right, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. So, but for us to get started, we're gonna do a lightning round and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Are you ready? I am. 
I am. He is ready. <laughs> okay, right. so, well, and y'all, everybody that, when I'm a co-host on here, you all know that I have to throw in a surpriser. Yeah, so, yeah, even she, though she you selected questions. She doesn't follow the rules. No, she not at all. Not. No, and, and I'm not a rule breaker. I'm a rule setter. There you go. So I'm, just just play on my team, and I'm we the set all breaker. the rules. Okay, I'm ready. Yes, I know yeah. you are. <laughs> what are you going to be this year for Halloween? It is October, by the way. So one of the guys uh, told me the other day we walked in where you know having to do our social distancing and, and our mask and uh, so uh, the black mask uh, I have with me he he told me I look like a I was a, a character from Mortal Kombat which apparently oh is a, I can see a, a, that a video game so I I'm can see I'm that. thinking just a few small alterations maybe a helmet or something uh, I can go with uh, Mortal Kombat because I'm already halfway there with you're me. halfway there I see it. We'll Excellent. Pictures. Picture, yeah. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Halloween pictures? Pictures of city employees in their Halloween costumes. Not You're a bold woman, Just, Paula. Uh, yes, I am. Next one. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, has to be. Uh, yeah. Just uh, I know you you think about uh, the way the movie's made and all the you know, little small details in it. Uh, like uh, James Stewart when he's a, a kid. Uh, you know he he hits that a uh, machine in the uh, in the drugstore and I want a million dollars and just you wonder if the the actors come up with that stuff or if that was actually part of the script. Uh, because it seems so natural. It, it does, yeah. and just uh, mm -hmm. it's a deep movie. It is, and and then the, of course the the storyline of of seeing what the world would be out like uh, without you know your hard work or your influence on the community. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a beautiful storyline. It really so, is, mm -hmm. and De it's kind of sad. Life. It's kind of a kind of a sad Christmassy movie, but that leaves you feeling warm on the inside. Uh, I mean, in the end, it's not sad, but but it, it does take a dark turn. And there, there's a lot of opportunity to yeah. laughter in the movie. Too, it is though, true. Yeah, there, it's it's a well-rounded movie. You get just about everything in it. You wouldn't you get, get Mortal Kombat, but you get Clarence. Yeah, you do ding, get ding. Clarence. Uh huh. Okay, final one. If you could live in any period of history, when would it be, and why? I would say the early 1800s. Uh, so. Lewis and Clark expedition, uh, uh, that time period. And the reason being if, uh, you know, you guys have ever flown to, to California or, or, you know, anywhere across the nation like that, uh, just from a window seat, you, you see what the country looks like. And it's, it's all divided up or, you know, circles where irrigation goes on and, uh, everything's divided by highways and, uh, and fence lines. Uh, so, 1804 to 1806, uh, travel up the Mississippi and uh, make a, a turn towards the left coast. I, I would uh, love to see what the uh, United States looks like back then. With no development. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those so developers. <laughs> so you'd be one of them swinging the axe and the hatchet, cutting down the trees, making the path for the westward expansion. Uh, hopefully I'd be with the one that was telling the guys to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always the supervisor. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
So welcome, Jason, and we're going to be uh, talking all wastewater and sludge. I'm really excited about that, actually. I, I never get to use the word sludge. So uh -uh. anyway, yeah. awesome. So um, why don't we start off with your career path? What, how, do you, how does one get into the wastewater treatment uh, field? So I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, my uh, undergraduate's in biology, mm -hmm. and uh, so I went to work in... East Texas right after uh, uh, college and uh, it kind of happened to be a, a, a position at a, a water treatment plant uh, it was kind of the first job I stumbled into uh -huh. and uh, and with that um, I, it was with a, a private company at the time and so few four or five years uh, working at, as a water treatment operator uh, I advanced my license and uh, got a position as a, a project manager in uh, northern Oklahoma, mm -hmm. in, in Bartlesville, if you will. But uh, and so uh, with that, I stayed with this company about 12 years. I went back to school, earned my master's degree in environmental science from OSU, uh -huh. and uh, now I'm double A certified from DEQ, uh, water and wastewater, and traveled around those I think about eight years now eight years ago I, I was in Stillwater for a brief uh, amount of time and uh, then had an opportunity to go to Austin Texas and uh, seven years in Austin I was really uh, eager to get back to Stillwater and uh, pick up where I left off so awesome uh, I guess I've never really given a whole lot of thought uh, like what what all you could do with a biology major but obviously taking care of these DEQ type of regulations and uh, it's chemicals, it's science. There's a, it makes a whole lot of sense uh, that you, you would end up in a job like that or you could go that direction. Sure, uh, and, and that's the major difference between water treatment and uh, wastewater treatment. Uh, a great deal of the, uh, the water treatment is actually a, a chemical process where uh -huh. you settle the solids out using a, you know, a coagulant and uh, where the uh, wastewater treatment is uh, primarily a biological process. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, the waste stream comes in uh, high in nutrients and, and we actually uh, use microbes to digest uh, you know, the nutrients uh, coming in the water and, uh, and help settle it out, uh, producing uh, uh, for all uh, purposes, intense purposes, uh, a nutrient-free water that goes back to the receiving stream in which we know that uh, a nutrient-rich water would uh, produce algal blooms and uh, which in turn would kill fish and that's uh, that's what we're preventing. Kind of the circle of life going on here. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's an interesting point because we had talked about earlier the supply from Call Lake that comes right. in for our drinking water goes through that treatment process through the distribution system and it is treated drinking water that gets flushed through your toilet and goes then to the wastewater treatment plant and the treatment process is there to discharge it back into the natural environment. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Just this whole process. And and it is very interesting to me that there are people who they specialize in this. For someone like me, we don't give it any thought. The water comes on, the water leaves. I'm happy. Uh, 
but all of the thought and planning that goes into it, it doesn't just happen. It's, there's a lot of activity and a lot of people taking care of it. Um, so what's a typical day for you? So a uh, typical day at the wastewater plant, uh, we, we start every morning, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, I've got 10 positions at the wastewater treatment plant, including myself. Uh, and first thing I, I like to do is uh, bring all the guys together. Uh, of course, we socially distance, and so the, the conference room's out, and we, uh, we do more of a, a lobby-type meeting now. But uh, my lab guys, my maintenance guys, and my operators, I, we put everybody in, in the same room. Uh, the operations guys, uh, you know, they're going around the plant uh, checking equipment, uh, taking samples, and uh, being sure, you know, everything's operating. Cleaning is a large part of that. Uh, maintenance guys, uh, these guys work uh, in, um, usually in two different directions. One, they do preventative maintenance uh, to, you know, keep the equipment in best shape uh, possible. And, uh, you know, but things do break and they also do corrective maintenance. And so as the operators are out doing their daily rounds and they notice, you know, something uh, not quite right, uh, it goes into a work order system and, and maintenance will, will get on that. Now we've also got, uh, I've got two full-time lab guys. Uh, and the lab guys are, are analyzing the water from the time it comes in the plant uh, to the time it's discharged to the stream and, and all the processes in between. And so, you know, in, in the morning, uh, I've got the lab guys there with uh, all the numbers from the previous day, and then uh, we discuss how everything's going. It's called a process control meeting. And so, uh, you know, we, we look at our uh, solids content of our, our microbes, uh, basically a population count. And, uh, you know, we decide whether population is getting a little high, which will you know cause bad things to happen, or if it's a little low, then you're not getting the nutrient removal you need. So uh, you know we're we're monitoring every every level and keeping everything uh, balanced, if you will. I mean, this is the wastewater plant's a life support system for these microbes. So uh, we discuss that uh, what what you know processes, what equipment needs to be fixed, maintained, changed, and uh, and we wrap that up in about 15 minutes, and then we're, we're off to uh, inst institute the plan. Uh, wow. So. Uh, but, the, but you're right, it's a lot of checks and balances and just keeping things uh, moving. And so with that, uh, uh, a large part of, uh, say, the operator's job, uh, you know, we, we talked about the, uh, the s microbes. Uh, so uh, in the system, well, the microbes die. Uh, you know, if they have a short life, they die, uh, we settle them out in the clarifier and uh, we pump them to a digester, which essentially uh, st sterilizes them, if you will, and then uh, the end product is sludge, which is essentially a fertilizer. Okay. And so this, uh, the wastewater facility, uh, you know, here in Stillwater, we're very fortunate in that we've got over 300 acres in our own uh, land application sites. A lot of the facilities I've worked at where we've, uh, you know, actually done land application, we're dependent on uh, finding farmers that, that want the sludge for, you know, hay production mm -hmm. or... Uh, 
So you would move it to a different place? Uh, absolutely, and and when you're talking about moving, uh, you're talking about cost. Uh, so I mean, it's cost to load it, cost to process it in a dry form that you can haul it, and uh, then you know maybe 10, 12 miles down the road, offload it, and and then uh, incorporate it into the soil. So uh, you know, big money in, in transportation cost. Where uh, you know our facility, like I said, I've uh, everything's. Uh, Right there, surrounding the plant, over 300 acres, and uh, I can load in, load up the sludge truck, and uh, these guys are go straight to the field. No, you know, no travel down the highway or, or anything like that. And uh, you know, we, we inject uh, into the land, uh, which you know, we take samples of uh, the sludge before it goes into the land, and then we monitor the uh, the, the soil with uh, uh, sending samples to OSU and get a. A fertilizer recommendation from those guys. So uh, you know everything's marred real close. We rotate fields, and uh, and we're uh, you know essentially doing hay production. Huh? Things you don't think about. Yeah. So how's the yield on the hay? It's going to uh, uh, be in the neighborhood of uh, I think eight to uh, you know ten uh, tons per acre. Uh, what we're having to do right now is uh, working really hard to remove uh, the Johnson grass, and uh, so we're we're in the process of really getting the fields cleaned up. Johnson grass likes nutrients too, doesn't it? And it loves nitrogen, <laughs> and uh, and that's one of the the things you have to avoid with uh, you know land application sites is uh, the Johnson grass will super concentrate the nitrogen, and uh, so. Uh, I've got to get all the Johnson grass out of the fields before we can actually go into uh, uh, hay production where we're, we're creating a product. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with the hay? Do you sell it? Is it the, so we're in the hay making business? We're farmers too. We're that's, farmers. That's my goal. That's <laughs> ah. where I want to do this. So, uh, you know, I, I want to create a uh, situation where we're as uh, sustainable as possible. Right. So I'm, I mean... Well, think about what we do. We take nutrients from the wastewater, we inject it in the soil. Uh, the hay, the weeds uh, that are out there now, uh, they absorb the nutrients. And uh, and then if, if you're producing hay and, and selling it as a product, uh, you're removing the nutrients. If you're just cutting down the weeds and they're being reincorporated into the soil, uh, I mean, you're just you're punning and because uh, later on those uh, you know the the weeds and stuff will biodegrade and add nutrients right back to the soil so uh, that is awesome so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get everything uh, in a in a position so that you know we're, we're sustainable and we're help uh, recovering some of the cost of uh, fuel and, and farm equipment I mean we're already saving a ton by not going to uh, the landfill with this stuff, which a lot of communities do, oh. but so, but we it's really very green. Just uh, yeah, so anyway, that is, is fascinating. Continues I, that cycle. It does. Of, uh -huh. Things you don't think about that's going on in your city government, right? Uh, innovations and uh, just sustainable processes that that benefit all of us. Yeah, it's not just getting your sewage and making sure it's not gonna you know, contaminate or harm something downstream, but it's also being responsible right. as an entity to have something 
giving back to where you can get more so you can give again. Kind awesome. Of. I am very impressed with that whole thing. I'd not heard about the, uh, the, the haymaking uh, aspect of what we do. So anyway, that is just really interesting. So here's, here's a side okay. note, though, Sherry. Jason is a perfect example of you start in a job as superintendent of the wastewater treatment plant, but he's also a farmer, and he's right. also an agriculturalist, and he's also, uh, you yeah. know, own and own and own. So the breadth of knowledge that city employees have to have nowadays yeah, is just mm-hmm. fascinating. It really is. And, uh, I mean, because I can remember going to the water treatment plant, like when I was growing up, and it was a very small uh focused uh, activity and of course nobody wanted to not not the water treatment the wastewater, wastewater. Tra- mm-hmm. nobody wanted to go to the wastewater treatment plant um, and I think that probably colored my thoughts uh, and not advanced my understanding of what the, the actual process is and I probably didn't understand at the time that that water was being sent somewhere and so now to me it's endlessly fascinating that uh, the cycle of water so I'm finding the whole thing just really interesting, and uh, the more I learn about it, the more uh, it's like, oh, wow, that is so cool. So what would surprise people about the wastewater treatment plant besides what fascinates me? I, I think uh, one of the most uh, surprising uh, things when I, you know, I have visitors that have never seen a wastewater treatment plan. We, we get that uh, quite a bit. Uh, OSU brings their students out, their engineering students, and uh, we work with them on a, a, you know, just help educating the students and show them what a wastewater right. treatment plant looks like and and, uh, and different things. But they see what comes in into the wastewater plant, and then, uh, you know, by the end of the tour, uh, we follow the the water flow through the plant, and at the end of the tour, they, they see the product, you know, we're, we're putting out, and it looks the same as your drinking water. Right. It's crystal clear, uh, highly oxygenated. Uh, if you walk down to the stream where the water enters the creek, uh, the fish are hanging out there. They love it. It's 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 better water than what's already in the creek. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, that with me. Um, I think what I need now is photographs of the hayfield and, you know, that whole process. Because I, I think there would be a lot of people who would like to see, because uh, it's so you're not thinking of it. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be cool to do a video of when they get the sludge, they load it mm-hmm. in the truck and so they too. transport it out to the land where it's applied mm-hmm. and just have a video of that process. Yeah, it, it is. It's just so interesting, the uh, the innovation of what you don't necessarily think whenever you, uh, you know, you flush. Mm-hmm. What, right. Where, the whole process. I mean, I think people kind of think, oh, yeah, it goes to the treatment plan, it takes care of it, and it goes on. But the whole process is just really interesting. So here's here's a plug. Okay. So the natural stuff that we flush, that's great. Don't flush your medications. Right. Because it's going to mess with the balance that they're trying yeah. to maintain up there. Um, don't flush the hand wipes that yeah. you get, like the wet wipes or Even anything like that. Even though they like say that. biodegradable. Just don't flush them, throw yeah. them in the They in say the trash. flushable. That means oh, they, they say flushable. Uh, 
Right, uh, and yes, they will flush, but that doesn't mean uh, they go away or dissolve in the in the wastewater stream. Uh, we we pull them out of pumps and lift stations. Uh, they're on the bar screens, and they you know they go to the same landfill. It's just uh, you know we're we're plugging up sewer lines way. and pumps yeah. and everything on in, instead of. Uh, just throwing them in the trash like they should go. Mm -hmm. So here's here's a fourth question. Okay. And this is a professional question right, for him, not a personal one. What's the most unusual thing you have found that has been flushed through the system? So, so they get screened and you actually see everything. Yes. All uh, right. <laughs> that would be. Huh. Think carefully before you answer. I don't know. That's uh, so everything you would think of, uh, you know, everything that you throw in uh, the toilet, of course, everything you uh, put in uh, the dishwashing dis disposal, or I mean, the sink disposal. You know, th that all comes to uh, to the wastewater treatment. Your child plant. dropping toys down. Yes. So or losing your engagement ring. Oh yeah. All all this comes to the uh, the bar screen at the plant. We've got two parallel bar screens go down uh, and, and rake all this stuff up, put it on a conveyor and throw it in a dumpster. Uh, so in still water, I can't say I've, uh, I think probably the, the, the weirdest thing I've seen so far is actual tree roots. So we had a, <laughs> so, uh, not something you would expect. Flush so, down your toilet, no. <laughs> so flush down the toilet, no, there. but uh, you know, a, a collapsed line, uh, yeah. this is a pretty good indication. So that's one of the reasons we you know, send the operators out and check the yeah. water screens. It's like, hey guys, we're getting in a bunch of tree roots, uh, it's time to start walking lines, yeah. uh, something's going wrong. But I was in, uh, in Bartlesville, and this was, I don't know, a... 2006-ish maybe, and uh, lots of rain, and they had to release the dams at uh, Lake Eula and Copan uh, at the same time. Uh, so the plant uh, just inches from being totally submerged, uh, yeah. they had to pull the plug, and uh, we got in the next day by flat bottom boat type thing. But uh, after that, we're getting plant back online and, and, and doing a, you know the recovery of the system, everything. Uh, we found, uh, of course, uh, lots of fish in the system, but we were pulling rod and reels out of the bar screen and, you know, how that gets from the river, the creek, and into the system, uh, that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen is the actual fishing pole on the bar screen. So. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing what actually goes through the wastewater treatment plant. Because you think it just goes away. But it actually, it does not go away. It goes into the system. The system it's called a system for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and being our guest today. And uh, I think we are going to have to come out and do a field trip and visit because I've got, I want to see, I want to see this process because, I, like I said, I think it's just endlessly fascinating, uh, the innovation going on out there. So uh, was there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to uh, share with our listeners? No, thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed being here. All right. Well, uh, we'll bring you back. Uh, whenever you get the hay, come and get us. Tell us, and we're going to have another podcast, and we're going to talk about it some more. Okay. Well, right. Great great time to see uh, we're getting into the ground. Uh, last uh, summer, we got our uh, sprigged uh, field day, and uh, uh -huh. so we're establishing Bermuda and it, and I've, I've got Bermuda in uh, some of the fields from previous years, but... Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're really uh, getting aggressive and, and, and 
turn this thing around and uh, trying to make a sustainable uh, unit here. Awesome. I just love it. All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, we're going to call you back. All right. Thanks. it's time to move to the mailbox. Well, let's do it. All right. So the city gets questions in a lot of different formats, uh, social media, website, uh, even some phone calls. Today's question is from Steve on Facebook, and it's a pretty simple one, but a really popular uh, question among our residents is, how do I get rid of yard waste? That is an excellent question. And this time of year, folks are, you know, they're outside a little mm -hmm. more because the weather's cooler. It's right. not so hot and, and restricted for them from that standpoint. And the leaves are starting to and fall. And the leaves are falling, yes. So first, let's talk about what yard waste is. It's also called green or vegetative waste. It includes grass, leaves, sticks, branches, brush, other yard debris, and... With the holidays coming up, live Christmas trees. Oh, Not yeah. the artificial ones, but the live, live ones. Christmas trees, yes. Because that is yard waste. <laughs> it is, yeah, mm -hmm. it is. So there's two ways to have your yard waste um, disposed of. First is curbside. So the city actually goes out and picks up yard waste on the same day as your trash and recycling. Right. There are restrictions on the size mm -hmm. that, say, tree branches uh, that type of yard waste should be um, cut into the lengths and the poundage. Um, it can be collected as early as 6 a.m., mm -hmm. which may be different from your trash or your recycling collection time. Because it's a different time. vehicle. It's a different vehicle, right. So make sure you have it out there. Uh, collection is limited to 10 bags, and each one of them has to be under 35 pounds total. You can put it in cardboard, but we're not encouraging that. Because yeah. um, it can get cardboard. wet and everything fall out. Yeah, and then you've contaminated the yard waste with the cardboard. Oh, so yeah. let's let's say don't put don't use cardboard. Yeah, you can put it in your trash container, mm -hmm. uh, but it won't necessarily go to be recycled if it is recyclable. It'll just go directly to the landfill oh if it's in the mm -hmm. in the trash container. The second option is to drop it off at our convenience collection center, and that's the center that's located on South Perkins Road. Right, on off of 8th. Yes. So you need to bring your City of Stillwater um, utility bill because you need to prove that you get utility service from the City of Stillwater. Uh, you need an ID. Um, you're allowed one truckload of yard waste per day. Uh, oh my, commercial, can you More commercial than yard waste is not collected at yeah. the center. Just right, your residential. <coughs> because this is really just for residents. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so those are the two ways that you can dispose of it. Curbside and then drop it off at the collection center. All of this information is available on our website at stillwater.org. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of information, especially for the utilities. Uh, if you go to uh, stillwater.org and you uh, click on government, you can go to the utilities tab and everything about wastewater, water treatment, electric trash, yard waste, uh, all of it is contained right there. So there's a lot of things. If you've not been to it, it's a really good resource. Yes. So thanks to him for putting in his question and yeah. uh, hope he investigates and sees what else is out there Absolutely. on the CG website when he gets to look at it. Uh, because there's really a lot of uh, services out uh, for the public, and there's a lot of things going on. So uh, 
So by tuning into this podcast, you find out of innovation out of the wastewater treatment plant. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for being my co-host again, Paula. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org. And in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.